His presence. I want to continue our discussion that we started last week on thank God for the blessings. And so we're going to be going back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians 1, 3. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. When we look at the... As part of our discussion last Sunday, we said the word blessed there could equally mean praise. Praise God for what he has done. Praise God for what he will do. But one other part is that that word could equally be give thanks to God. When you look at this same passage, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, in the New Living Translation, New Living Translation, it says, All praises to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. So we are blessed with every available blessing, because of who? Because of Jesus. He gives us access to the living God. When you look at the Good News translation of the Bible, the Good News translation, Good News translation, of that same Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible says, Let us give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us do what? Good News translation. Let us give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For in our union with Christ, he has blessed us by giving us every spiritual blessings in the heavenly world. Amen. For those of us who have been waiting upon the Lord from the 11th day of January, today is the 14th day of our prayer and fasting. Today is the 14th day of the segment on what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And I'm sure we are beginning to see some wonderful manifestations of giving thanks to God. And so last week we started looking at the topic, we asked ourselves, what, why are we giving thanks? And we said, give thanks because we have a heavenly father. And we looked at a number of points underneath, uh, underneath that. He forgives. He's a provider. He's our source. He's our source. He's the one that gives us victory. He assures us of victory. This morning, we are continuing on that line by saying, give thanks to the Father for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Give thanks for what? For the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift, brethren. A gift we must appreciate all the time. And many are times the reason we don't have this relationship, we don't have an appreciation of who he is. The reason many of us will refer to the Holy Spirit as an it, 
not realizing he's a person, is because we don't pay attention to building that relationship with him. We are conscious of God the Father. We are conscious of Jesus Christ who came to die for our sins. But we ignore the Holy Spirit. Not realizing that, brethren, whatever God has done for us, whatever Jesus came to do, and whatever Jesus is still doing now, is through who? The Holy Spirit. That's why I refer to the Holy Spirit as the powerhouse of the Trinity. When God was going to create the world, the Holy Spirit was there. The Bible says it was moving upon the surface of the waters. And then God began to speak. And things began to happen. And as God is in our midst today, he will speak into somebody's life today in Jesus' name. Amen. The gift of the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 11 verse 13. Luke chapter 11 verse 13. Jesus Christ was speaking to the, to the, to the disciples and to generally to the people that were around him. He said, if you then, being evil, go back to King James, please. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? In other words, Christ is making us to understand here that the only reason you don't have the gift of the Holy Spirit is because you did what? It's because you don't, you don't have because you don't ask. The only reason you don't have the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life the way he should be is because you don't ask. Of course, James made us to understand that when we ask, we must not do what? We must not ask amiss. Like the sister who wanted the gift of the sign of spirits. And she was asked, why do you want that gift? Of all the gifts that there are. Oh, she said, no, so that when we're in church, when people are speaking in tongues, I'll be able to know those who are not of God. Those whose tongues are, that's, that's the reason she wanted it. She didn't want the gift so that she could, she could use it for service. Of course, she never got it. She wanted it so that she could use it to, 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 to I mean, to interrupt prayers. To tell people your own gift is of, your own Holy Spirit is of God. This one is not Holy Spirit. This one is an unholy spirit. This tongue you are speaking is not of God. That's all she wanted to do. How will that edify? So, it's very important. Yes, the Bible says we must ask, and if we ask, we receive. But we must make sure we don't ask amiss. We don't ask amiss. We learned about sowing and reaping this morning. Is that right? In the Sunday school. It's very important. What you sow is what you reap. Or put it better. What you sow determines what you reap. Amen? What you sow determines what you reap. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 to 8. We know that passage very well. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened unto you. And verse 8 now gives us an assurance that everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So we are saying, give thanks for the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
Because the Holy Spirit is a gift. He's a gift that was promised to us before Jesus left. In John chapter 14, verse 6, John chapter 14, verse 6, he said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit is the Comforter that the Father promised to send in the name of Jesus. And we know, we are familiar with the book of Acts chapter 2, that the promise of the Father indeed came to pass. He was a promise. A promise to each and every one of us. In John chapter 16, verses 7 to 11, John 16, verse 7 to 11, Jesus Christ was saying, I must go that the Holy Spirit may come. If I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. He needs to come. Convict the world of sin. Convict the world of righteousness. Convict the world of judgment. In Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 5. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 5. We see where Jesus assembled together with the apostles, with the disciples. He said, wait. Wait for the promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit is is." was and still is a promise. It's not difficult. You just need to do what? Give thanks for the Holy Spirit. You need to commune, desire that close relationship with the Holy Spirit. You need to speak. You need to ask questions of the Holy Spirit. One of the very important ways that we can develop our relationship with the Holy Spirit is to ask to ask, I mean, is to learn to ask the Holy Spirit questions in the course of our studies. You are studying the scriptures, you look at that passage, it, it's just not clear, or probably it does not even make any sense. And what do you say? Holy Spirit, I don't understand. Teach me. Open this passage to me. Help me. And what happens? You get a clarity you never thought, you never knew you had because you never had it. But the Holy Spirit can reveal that unto you. The Bible makes us to understand. It's only the Spirit of God that knows the deep things of God. And He reveals those deep things unto us. Communicate, a, I mean, uh, build a good relationship with the Holy Spirit by communicating with Him on a regular basis. On a regular basis. As you do that, you begin, you get to a point where you know the voice of God. Where you know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Where you know what God is saying unto you at any point in time. It's a relationship that is built. It's one that is developed. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus was talking to the disciples. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You need the Holy Spirit to be an effective witness. You need the Holy Spirit to be a witness at all. And you need to learn to go on your knees and thank God for the Holy Spirit that you may have more of him. Some of us have had dreams 
where we're speaking in tongues in our dreams. But in life, in real life situations, when you see men speaking in tongues, you say, how are they doing it? I can't do it. You've asked God for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is in you. But you just can't open your mouth to speak in tongues or to demonstrate the presence of that Holy Spirit. You're, there's only one thing left for you to do. And what is that? Give thanks for the Holy Spirit. Learn to go on your knees and say, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you. You cannot thank him enough. You cannot overthink him. I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for his presence. I thank you for his work. You know what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11? It says, the spirit of him that raised Jesus Christ from what? From the dead. That is the Holy Spirit you are thanking God for. If the Holy Spirit were not at work, then in Matthew chapter 3, he would not have descended upon Jesus when he was baptized. Remember, brethren, the anointing of Christ, the consecration, the dedication of Jesus Christ for his ministry came when he was baptized at the river Jordan. The Bible says the heavens were open. The Holy Spirit descended like a dove upon him. The eyes of John were open to see. And the Lord said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That marked activity of the Holy Spirit was the beginning of the ministry that Christ came into the world for. He was with him. The Bible says he led him through the wilderness. And Jesus withstood the devil because of the presence of this Holy Spirit. So we need to let, you know, I mean, when we say give thanks, and many times we say, what do I give thanks for? Because our prayer life is so centered upon ourselves. We give thanks for five minutes, and that is it. We begin to ask God for five, for things, for things for ten minutes, and then we say, Jesus, there's nothing else to pray for. There's much more to pray for. Give thanks. For who? For the Holy Spirit. He was promised. He came in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. And already, I mean, mentioned to us what happened in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Verse 11. So, the first part of our, I mean, what we have been discussing since last week is, we are saying, give thanks because we have a father. And everything we have been discussing is under that topic. We have a father. A father who blesses. A father who forgives. A father who empowers. A father who is a source. A father who promotes, who lifts up. Today we want to look a little bit more in depth on what I call, thank God for blessings. Thank God for what? Thank God for blessings. Thank God for blessings. That's what that passage tells us to do. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. And we want to go into that by asking ourselves, what is the nature of blessings? What is what? The nature of blessings. Blessings are in two parts. Or two ways. Or two kinds. Whichever way you want to look at it. We have physical blessings and what? Spiritual blessings. And many times we are talking about blessings. Which ones are we concentrated upon? The physical blessings. But we know, brethren, that the spiritual is more important than the physical. When we talk of physical blessings, 
The best place to get an introduction to these blessings, before we start looking at how it was demonstrated in the lives of individuals, is Deuteronomy chapter 20, I mean 28, from verse 1 to verse 13. It gives us details of what we call physical blessings. A man of God by the name Derek Prince looked at this passage and classified these physical blessings into six different parts. Six different parts. They are all for you. Tell somebody they are for me. And what are the, I mean, the, the six different parts that he mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 1 to verse 13? Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 to 13. Number one, he said, we have what he called the blessing of exaltation. The blessing of what? What's enough of exaltation? Lifting up. Lifting up. Exaltation. When, when you look at verse 13 of that passage, verse 13 of the passage, he says, the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. Amen. You shall be above only. Amen. And you shall not be beneath. Amen. Very important. If you hearken unto the commandment of the Lord thy God, which I commanded this day, to observe and to do them. The blessing of what? Exaltation. Lifting up. Being the head and not the tail. Like a man of God observed, the tail is always being what? It's always being dragged around by what? By the head. The head determines where the tail goes. You cut off the tail of a, I don't know which other, of a, of a rat. Of a, dog. of a dog. The dog can still survive. True or false? Yes, sir. Cut off the head and what happens? The, 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 I mean, the animal is gone. I speak into somebody's life today. You will be the head only. Amen. I say you will be the head only. Amen. You will be above only. Amen. And you shall not be beneath. Amen. It's not a competition, brethren. All of us can be what? All of us can be the head. So it's not a matter of, oh, you, this one is the head. Then then no. Every one of us can be the head. You will be the head in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that same Romans chapter 28, verses 2 to 3. 2 to 3, it says, all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. I speak to somebody's life here today. Yes. Blessings will overtake you. Amen. Now, look at what the Bible says. Does it say one or two of the blessings? What does that passage say? Is it oh. in your Bible? Yes, sir. All these blessings. All. All. And then it goes on to say in verse 3. It says, blessed shall thou be in the city. And blessed shall thou be in the field. So that's the blessing of exaltation. Number two, the blessing of health. Amen. The blessing of what? Health. 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 Verse 11 of that, Deuteronomy chapter 28 says, He says, The Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. Amen. Somebody is not saying amen. Amen. Thank you. If you don't like it, you know what? Just say back to sender. <laughs> then at least you come to me. Amen. But you cannot keep quiet. It's either you say amen or you say what? Uh -uh. Amen. Amen. No, you can say back to send and I to come back to me. Amen. I'm, the one, I'm the one saying it. Amen. 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 It says, the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. Amen. In the fruit of thy body. Amen. 
in the fruit of your cattle, Amen. in the fruit of your ground, Amen. in the land which the Lord swear to your fathers to give you. Amen. The blessing of health. We all know Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Yes. Exodus 15, 26. Well, the last part of it is very popular. But it says, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. He said what? I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. Brethren, I've said it before. I'm saying it again. Coronavirus is what? It's a disease of, the Egypt, of, of Egypt. It's a disease that is meant for the Egyptians. It will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at what the Lord says. He said, for I am the Lord that does what? That I am the Lord that he let thee. Hallelujah. I am the Lord that he let thee. First Peter 2.24, we know it very well. He bare our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. So that's the second blessing. The blessing of health. The third blessing we can, I mean, from that analysis is, is the blessing of reproductiveness. Amen. The blessing of what? He says, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. If you don't want to say amen, say back to sender now. God will multiply you in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at what he says in Exodus 23, verse 26. Exodus 23, verse... The, 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 what I just said now is Deuteronomy 28, verse 4. In Exodus 23, verse... It says, There shall not cast their young, Amen. nor be barren in thy land. Amen. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Yes. Yes. That's a promise by God. Though. Yes, so. He says, The number of your days, who will fulfill? God I. He said, He himself. Yes. He said, The number of your days... I will fulfill. Feel, yes. That is God speaking. Yes. Exodus 23, 26. It's a promise that shall come to pass. The blessings of reproductiveness. When God was speaking to Abraham, he said, your seed, your, your, they will be like the stars of heaven. Mm. At that point in time, the man had no child. When God was going to answer him, the child of promise, he gave him how many? How many? One. But you know what? Whatever God says, it shall what? It shall come to pass. Hallelujah. It may look like, oh, this is taking too long. Oh, this will not come to pass. It shall, tell somebody it shall come to pass. It shall, it shall come, come to, pass. to pass. You know that today, we don't even, the Jews themselves don't know how many people they are. They can do what they call that thing, DNA test. How many people are they going to test? Mm -hmm. There are people who don't even know they are Jews. Because due to the persecutions of the past, their parents have hidden that fact from them. So they just believe, oh, I'm German. How? I mean, in the time of Adolf Hitler, who will say he's a Jew? They, will, they give them a German name. But the word the, so the word that God has spoken, it stands. And I speak to somebody here today. Yes, that word that God has spoken concerning your life, it shall stand in Jesus' name. Amen. The next blessing we are going to mention, number four, is the blessing of prosperity. Amen. The blessing of what? Prosperity. 
What was number one? The bless, what was blessing number one? Blessing of exaltation. Exaltation. What of number two? Health. Health. Number three? Reproductiveness. Reproductiveness. And number four? Prosperity. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8 says, The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses. Amen. Who is God talking to there? Hallelujah. In your storehouses. He's talking about storage now. Storage. A transformation of your bank account situation. From, from red to, is it, is it black or green? When there's money in your account, what's the color? When there's no money, when you're in overdraft, it is, here, it is red. If there's money there, what is the color? Uh -huh. So, there will be a divine transformation for somebody in Jesus' name. Amen. We are talking about blessing upon you in your storehouses. And in, look at what he said. In all that you set your hand unto, Deuteronomy 28, verse, verse 8. And it will bless you in the land which the Lord giveth thee. Somebody Amen. will be blessed in this land. Amen. I said, somebody will be blessed in this land. Amen. Look at verse 12. It says, the Lord will open unto you his good treasure. Amen. The heaven to give rain unto your land in his season. Amen. And to bless all the work of your hand. Amen. You will lend unto many nations. Yes. And thou shalt not borrow. Amen. There shall be a divine turnaround. Amen. I said, there shall be a divine turnaround. Amen. The, the, our prayer session on Friday, the theme we are going to be looking at is divine restoration. Hallelujah. You know, when the Geo sent in the word of the Lord to the redeemed children of God for this year, one of the things that was highlighted is that this year, there shall be what? Restoration. restoration. Amen. I want to key into it. Part of it is what the thanksgiving we are doing by waiting upon the Lord, praying, and the Lord has been doing some marvelous things, yeah. revealing some things unto us. Putting the devil to shame as usual. Hallelujah. And you're going to, to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, going to, to do that in Jesus' Amen. name. He said, He will bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations. Hallelujah. Thou shalt not borrow. Amen. Don't worry. Today, it looks as if even, I mean, scrambling to eat, scrambling to pay rent, scrambling to pay mortgage, scrambling to pay car lease and all that. It's that. That season is getting back. It's passing. Amen. I said that season is passing. Amen. It's becoming the theme of the past in Jesus' name. Amen. Because this year, there shall be, there is already divine restoration. Amen. 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 In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, it says, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Deuteronomy 8, 18. For it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. Yes, Lord. The power to get wealth. We're talking about the blessing of prosperity. Of course, we know third John, third John verse 2. Third John verse 2. There's only one chapter there. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper. Amen. God wants you to prosper. Amen. I said, God wants you to prosper. Amen. That's what God wants me to prosper. God, God wants, wants me, me to prosper. You will prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Not only that you prosper, he said, I'm being held, even as your soul does what? Prospered. So God is interested in the prosperity of your soul, prosperity of your finances, prosperity of your health, Hallelujah. prosperity of all that concerns you. Amen. 
all round prosperity. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. The next blessing there is the blessing of victory. Amen. The blessing of what? Victory. That's number five. The blessing of victory. In that Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 7. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 7. He said, the Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. Amen. Somebody does not like that. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 7. He said, your enemies that rise up against you, they will be what? They will be smitten before thy face. Take note, he doesn't even say you will smite them. They will be smitten. He said, they shall come against thee one way and do what? And flee before thee seven ways. Seven ways. By the time the, 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 the host of Pharaoh realized that they should run before the children of Israel, it was too late. Mm -hmm. it was, I pray for someone here today and someone listening to me. It should not be too late for you. Amen. I pray concerning that your enemy that does not want to go back, it should be too late for that person. Amen. By the time he realizes that, ah, I, I should have left this boy alone, no, ah, you, you are gone. And he or she is gone. You are victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. In Exodus 23, Exodus 23, verses 28 to 30. Exodus 23, 23 from verse 28 to 30. Exodus 23, verses 28 to 30. He said, I will send hornets before thee. They will drive out the Hevite, the Canaanite, the, uh, the, 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 the Hittite from before thee. Now look at verse 29. Because some of us were in a hurry. And because we're in a hurry, we don't appreciate what God is doing. Mm. But God is working things out for you. Amen. He doesn't want to give you a house that will be over, I mean, overgrown with weeds. Because you don't have the capacity. He's building up the capacity in you. So that you are able to receive all that is given to you. Look at what he says in verse uh, 29. He said, I will not drive them out from before thee in one year. Let the land become desolate, and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. Brethren, you must realize that God is wiser than you. Mm. He will not give unto you what you, have, you don't have the capacity to receive or to manage. He doesn't want to make you a failure. He wants to make you a testimony. Hallelujah. He wants to make you a success. But you must build that capacity. That's very important. Look at verse 30. Verse 30. He said, by little and little, I will drive them out from before thee until you be increased Amen. and inherit the land. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You must enlarge your cause. You must enlarge your capacity. You must prepare to receive. A very simple example. A very simple example. You want a job as an accountant. And when I say, when I say accountant, I mean uh, the job of a chartered accountant. But you are not chartered. Will you get that job? No. You don't prepare yourself. The capacity is not there. They will not give it to you. Now, it's one thing to say, okay, I have Nigerian qualification or I have a European qualification. And all that. You're already an accountant. You need to build. That's why we send our children to school. It's to do what? To build capacity. Amen. To enhance their thinking. 
to think broadly. Many of us will agree with me. Most of the things we study at school, we don't use them to work. Even in the professional field, most of the things we learned at school, they are just book work because somebody did the research and they must teach somebody. So they will teach you. When you begin to work, the things you used to work, they are very small compared to what you have planned. But what has happened? You have enlarged your capacity. And that is very important. And it applies to every area. Spiritually, you must enlarge your capacity. You've been, a, you've been born again for five years. Stop being a spiritual neophyte. Stop being a spiritual baby after giving your life to Christ for five years. You've never read a book of the Bible. I'm not saying the whole Bible now. You've never read a book of the Bible from chapter 1 to the end. Even the ones that are one chapter, you have not. How much more say you have read Matthew? Before you talk about Psalm, say, ah, no, 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 you are going too far. You need to build capacity. Tell me what they build capacity. Build capacity. So God is talking to someone. Because God will begin to increase you to feel the capacity you have built. God will enlarge you to feel that capacity you have built. And then you can build bigger. Tell somebody build bigger. Build bigger. The grace is there. You will build bigger in Jesus' name. Amen. You will be enlarged and you will inherit the land in Jesus' name. Amen. The sixth blessing is the blessing of God's favor. Amen. How many of us need that one? Yes, Lord. God's favor. Hallelujah. Remember when we started? He said, all these blessings. It's not like he will give you one and, 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 and we told the other one. God's blessings. That Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 9 and 10. Verses 9 and 10. He said, the Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. Amen. As he has sworn unto thee. Amen. If you keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. Yes, now look at verse 10. And that's a word of praise to somebody. All people of the earth shall see Amen. that thou art called by the name, name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And what will happen? They, shall be they will be afraid of you. Amen. Well, the moment they see that ah, this one is special. God loves her. God loves him. Everything in his life or in our life is on account of God. They will do what? They will be afraid of you. The Philistines were driving Isaac from one place to the other. He will dig one well. They will go and tell say it's our own. When he leaves, they will cover it up. They won't use the well. But it got to a point that they realized that this guy is not ordinary. So what happened? Abimelech and, his, and, and the captain of his army, they came to Isaac said, why have you come? You put drove me away and said, no. We realize that what? God is with you. Make a, a league with us that you will not fight us. I don't have time to fight. I'm a man of peace. Like uh, one of the prophets said, I am for peace. When I talk, they are for war. But God will fight for me. God will fight for you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, God will fight for you in Jesus' name. Of course, we know Psalm 102, verse 13. Thou shalt arise mm. and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yeah, the said time is come. So we've been discussing the physical blessings. But brethren, more importantly, are what? The spiritual blessings. The spiritual blessings. 
The physical blessings were manifested in the lives of Abraham, in the life of Isaac, in the life of Jacob. They manifested the physical blessings. That's why we are made to understand that Abraham was great. Isaac was what? Very great. And Jacob was exceedingly great. But all those were the physical manifestations of God's blessing upon their life. But there was one spiritual blessing that was given to Abraham. And very, very important. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 18. Genesis chapter 18, verse 18. Genesis 18, 18. The Bible says, Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Amen. All the nations of the earth shall do what? Shall be blessed Amen. in him. Hallelujah. When you go to Genesis 22, 18, we're talking about the spiritual blessing now. We want to trace it from the beginning. Genesis 22, 18, it says, In thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. And of course, we know Genesis chapter 3, right? Verse 16. We're not, going, we're not reading that. Where it says, The seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. And the serpent will do what? Will bruise his heel. When you go to Genesis 26, verse 4, Verse 4. Genesis 26, verse 4. It says, I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. Amen. I will give unto thy seed all these countries. That's what all these countries. All these countries. And in thy seed, that's where we are going, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So God gave a promise to Abraham. In your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Who is that seed? Mm. Who is the seed? The seed in whom all the nations of the earth are, will be blessed. Amen. The seed in whom you and I are blessed. Amen. Brethren, that seed is Jesus. He opens the door to spiritual blessings. Not only for the descendants of Abraham, but for the whole world. For the whole world. Genesis chapter 3, as we are rounding up. I mean, sorry, I said Genesis. Galatians chapter 3, rather. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians 3, verses 8 and 9. Said so the scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nations be blessed, so that they which be of, of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. They are blessed with faith. No wonder in Galatians chapter 3 verse 11, the Bible says, the just shall live by what? By faith. by faith. The just shall live by faith. And that's in Galatians chapter 3. When you go to verse 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the cross of the Lord. Yes, Be made a cause for us, for it is written. Cause is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through who? Through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, there is a promised spiritual blessing through the Lord Jesus Christ. But you cannot receive it 
except through what? Faith. They just shall live by faith. The spiritual blessing is one that does not end on this earth. It's one that is meant and intended that not only will you live a victorious life here, but that you will make heaven gloriously with the Father. Are you prepared? Are you preparing? If you are a student of the world, a student of the Bible, everything that is happening in this world is preparing us for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. If he were to come right now, will you go with him? Or will you be one of the people that will send their, the, the, the video to CNN and say, as we were watching, oh, in fact, this is the, this is the recording. Will that be your portion? Are you prepared? Are you prepared to make full use of the spiritual blessing proposed, promised unto you? It ensures you live a victorious life in this world. And in the world to come, you are not found wanting. That eternity with God has promised is your portion. That if the rapture were to take place today, you will go with him and you will not be left behind. Let's bow our heads wherever we are. Watching from home.